Turn to M3 and Karen B for this week's episode of Comply on the Fly. You'll get quick and timely answers to the most common compliance questions so you and your business can keep moving ahead. Please note this podcast and the contents herein do not constitute legal advice. Please seek the advice of counsel for any benefit compliance related implementation guidance or strategy. Hello everyone, I'm Karen B. And the Comply on the Fly question of the week is, how do I implement the testing requirement for the OSHA vaccination and testing ETS for 100 plus employers? Yep, a great question that's on everyone's mind these days. Now remember, if you have less than 100 employees in the private sector, this ETS does not apply to you unless you go over 100 employees during the application of the ETS. And if you are a public sector employer and have more than 100 employees, it will depend on your state. Now, if it does apply to you, the ETS allows you to choose between requiring vaccination for all employees or allowing those that are not vaccinated to test and mask. If you go the route of testing and masking, unvaccinated employees must test every seven days or within seven days before returning to work if they've been away from the workplace for one week or more. Employees must provide documentation of the test result to the employer no later than the seventh day following the date on which the employee last provided a test result. You, as the employer, are not required to pay for the tests. However, be aware that some states and collective bargaining agreements may prohibit you from making the employee pay. Documentation documentation of test results is required, and if they don't give it to you, you must keep the employee removed from the workplace until they do. However, if employees cannot get test results because of supply shortages or lab capacity, it may be appropriate for the employee to return to work. You, as the employer, however, should document this as a good faith effort to comply. Record keeping. You are required to keep records of all test results. These results are considered employee medical records and must be kept confidential. However, these records as maintained by an employer are not protected under HIPAA. Tests. What are the acceptable tests under the ETS? Well, OSHA has clarified in their FAQs what type of COVID-19 tests are acceptable. They must be a viral test, cleared, approved, and authorized, even under emergency use by the FDA to detect infection with the COVID-19 virus. They must be administered in accordance with the instructions. And this is important, they cannot be both self-administered and self-read unless observed by you as the employer or an authorized telehealth proctor. What are the acceptable tests? They're either the nucleic acid amplification tests or NAATs or antigen tests. Antibody tests are not acceptable. Some examples that would satisfy the requirement are tests that are done, of course, by a lab, tests that are proctored or digitally read OTC tests, point-of-care tests, and tests where specimen collection and processing is either done or observed by the employer. Again, it's very important to know that these tests, although they're available over-the-counter, cannot be self-administered and self-read by the employee to satisfy the testing requirement. They have to be observed by you or by a proctor. 
Photographs of test results are not a substitute for observation. If an OTC test is being used, it has to be used in conjunction and accordance with the instructions. OTC tests or over-the-counter tests that feature a date and timestamp are not considered self-read and therefore are acceptable without your observation. If a test does require observation, employers can observe more than one test at a time and can remotely observe through live streaming methods such as Zoom or Microsoft Teams. As stated earlier, test results must be documented. If employer observed, this can be done by a written statement that includes date, time, and name of observer or by photograph or video with date and time noted. If there is a positive test result, the employee must be removed from the workplace and can only return if the employee receives a negative NAAT test following a positive antigen test result or the employee meets the CDC return to work guidance or is cleared to return by a healthcare professional. Employers are not required to provide additional paid time off for those removed from the workplace unless required by state law or collective bargaining agreements. Remember, if the employee tests positive or is diagnosed with COVID-19, testing is not required for 90 days. 100% remote or outdoor workers are not subject to the weekly testing criteria. And that is your Comply on the Fly question of the week. Thanks for tuning in. What's on your mind? If you have a pressing compliance question, send it to askkarenb at m3ins.com. We'll do our best to cover it in an upcoming episode. You can now follow and subscribe to Comply on the Fly on Spotify, iTunes, and Google Podcasts. Make sure to tune in next week and encourage others to join us.